When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. This week, we watched Monkey Shines, the 1988 film that mixes telepathy, bestiality, and vision quests. Adam really needs a monkey hug after this one. I've been up for three days doing the math about how much time I saved by not sleeping, and Scott's just happy that he got to see some hot, steamy, graphic cripple sex. Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was not someone who wanted us to watch Monkey Shines, but Adam was, or not Adam, Scott, was very excited at the idea of watching Monkey Shines. And now you understand why. The first thing I want to say before we start discussing the actual movie is I want to talk about the uh, the, the cover for a second. Yes, please. Because the cover is super iconic, and for the longest time I thought this was based on a Stephen King novel for no other reason than the cover looks similar to the the skeleton crew cover. Yep. Yeah. I was shocked to find out that this is not based on any Stephen King book. Well, thank goodness it's not because if it was, it would have been a shit movie. It probably would have been a shit book too. <laughs> but it is based on a book. Anyway, so Monkey Shine starts off, it's the story of uh, a guy named Alan who is an athlete? Uh, we know this because of the fact that it, you know he's running places and you know just chatting away with anybody. Runs into the front of the truck. Runs right into a truck, and uh, then we're shown all of his uh, photos and mede- uh, medals and all this stuff, showing how great of an athlete he was. To make us feel extra sad when we discover that he is now pretty much completely paralyzed from the from the neck down. Uh, which leads to him being depressed and suicidal. But his friend is a scientist. And he is experimenting with injecting monkeys with human brains to make them smarter. Uh, do I have that right? That seems ridiculous. I wrote that down. I'm like, that can't possibly be what he's doing. 
It yeah. appears that way. And there's <laughs> a lot of steps in this process that we're missing, but the final ingredient is frozen, shredded human brain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Turn weird... it into a serum. Yeah, yeah it... I mean, that goes bright green. I mean, it makes total sense scientifically. Shut so, up. So his friend, <laughs> his friend Herbert West is trying to... <laughs> uh, Thank you. So he meets uh so so Herbert West happens to meet this woman who trains monkeys to help the paralyzed. So he gives her Ella, one of the monkeys that he's been working on, and has her train that monkey to help Alan. Alan starts to fall in love with the trainer named Melanie and He also starts to fall in love with the monkey. He starts to fall in love with the monkey and he starts to develop a telepathic bond with the monkey Ella. Don't come inside monkeys. You'll get a telepathic bond. Just don't do it. Well, here's a so <laughs> That might be the only explanation why they have a telepathic bond, because there's no other reason for that to happen in this movie. It's just kind of that thing that we got to be like, okay, I guess. And if you can't get past that, then you're not going to be able to get past the next hour of this film. But through this telepathic bond, Ella starts getting vengeance for Alan when the friends and family matters who have wronged him. Eventually, it's discovered that Alan might actually be able to walk again, which makes Ella jealous. And she tries to stop this from happening. And then I kind of zoned out a little bit because all I have written down after that is Alan kills the monkey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you missed a lot of exposition. <laughs> um, uh, well, to, to be honest with you, my notes section is missing a lot in that chunk, too, because I was really just watching this movie with my mouth agape. Just like, <laughs> what the fuck? But a I, great I, film. I love this movie. I told you guys that I fucking love this film. I know you love this movie, and I never understand it, and I continue to not understand it. But I, I do want to talk about the best scene in this movie is how Alan kills Ella. Because <laughs> he just, like, fucking jumps down on this monkey and just starts, like, shaking his head like a dog, killing another dog, as this, like, fake monkey's just being whacked around his face and then it has this it, really it goes on for a long time <laughs> yeah, it's, too it's, it's like six or seven cuts of just like <laughs> different angles of him shaking this monkey body around and then it has this fucking awful which apparently george romero this is the movie that made george romero go back to doing independent films he was so pissed off with doing a uh, a big budget studio film and all the changes that were forced on him because they forced him to add the successful surgery at the end, which he thought was cheesy to tack on there, and the jump scare towards the end of the movie where the monkey just pops out of somebody. So, I, I mean, I can get... Uh, hey, guys. I gotta tell you something. What up? It's my favorite George Romero film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're on your own for that one. Yeah, I'm not gonna go ahead and agree with that. I mean... Even if we were to ignore no, that Day of the true. Dead is a pretty great movie, uh, I still would like, like, I would watch Martin over this. No, this movie is fucking great. I've watched this movie three times. Can we talk do about, not. do either one of you know the tagline to this movie? I have the poster in front of me here. Because okay. it's, it's a poem. I don't <laughs> yep. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> Once there was a man whose prison was a chair. The man had a monkey. They made the strange pair. The monkey rolled the man. He climbed inside his head. And now his fate would have it. One of them is dead. <laughs> I miss when when movie taglines were full poems. I miss when movie taglines were fucking 50 words. Jesus. 
I was yeah, expecting no to be a shitty pun, truly. Yeah, no, there's so many monkey puns that could have been used, but... Yeah, nope. you got something about a banana? No, not at all? Okay. No, no, nothing. Yeah, I, the only other note that I have to talk about in this entire movie, because we went over the tagline, we went over the way that the monkeys killed, is, like, the caretaker in this movie is, like, the shittiest human being possible. Yeah, I can't believe that she, like, hung around for as long as she did if she hated her job so much. Yeah, like, like, you know what your job entails, right? Like, you're a caretaker to a guy who can't do really anything. And, like... There's that awkward scene where, like, her bird is attacking him, and she's trying to, like, pull him back into the bed, and it's, like, this really crazy camera angle, and and then she's yeah. mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, at the end of that scene, like, her bird had, attacks him, she almost knocks him out of the bed, she is, like, almost incapable of getting him back safely on the bed, and then finally they get back safely, and she looks at him and goes... Oh, God help me. I was like, you psychotic bitch. What the <laughs> shit? <laughs> She's off. She's just a terrible human being throughout the whole film. Does she even, I can't remember. Does she get killed? I know the canary does. but does Yeah, she, she gets fucking killed. She gets fucking killed. Um, I, wait, I, no, she doesn't get killed. I was thinking that, that she got killed, but no, her mom gets Yeah, the mom, mo- gets the mom gets the toaster, or gets uh, gets electrocuted. The the girlfriend and the doctor get like set on fire in a cabin, but uh, yeah, the caretaker, the caretaker is the worst everybody, of them all. <laughs> yeah, everybody except for his scientist buddy deserved to fucking die. This and this uh, this is where everybody gets to hear, see behind the ma- uh, the 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 curtain. I te- I messaged you guys. What was it last week when I was rewatching it? And I, I just said they should rename this movie "Bitter People" because everybody's just so upset all the time. So here's why I love this movie because it is the it is one of the more depressing films that we've discussed in this uh, in our time doing horror movie night or horror club because like everybody's just sad. Like even the blonde chick that sits on his face eventually, and that's like <laughs> amazing. And we'll get into that in a second. She's even kind of sad. Like, everybody's just so sad in this movie. Except for Ella, who's just psychotic. But but all the know. smiles that that monkey has while being psychotic. <laughs> Looks like yeah, my ex-girlfriends. It's one jolly fucking monkey. I I was thinking, like, why... Because I, I messaged you guys. I was like, why is this movie so fucking long? Yeah, like, it does a lot of, not need to be two hours. And there's a lot of scenes that you can, like, see they should have trimmed the fat. But then I was thinking, like, you know what? They were probably having so much fun just, like, filming this monkey and, like, getting all its, like, cute little reactions and just seeing all the different things that it could do that they just didn't want to stop. And that they just kind of, like, really overpadded the fucking runtime of the film because they were all just enamored with this cute little monkey. <laughs> I, I know that um, Roger Ebert had a review that I that I don't disagree with in which uh, he, he said, like, this movie is a four-star thriller, a 90-minute four-star thriller stuck in the body of a 2.5-star, two-hour movie. And I don't totally disagree with that. Like, this movie would be a lot better to me if it was shorter and they trimmed a lot of the fat and just got to the point because there's so many different, like, storylines and plot points bouncing all over the place in this thing that it's really hard to keep up with everything that's going on. And all I care about is the monkey. But I think that the biggest reason why I don't like Monkey Shines is because this is one of those covers that I used to stare at all the time 
And this is going to sound ridiculous. Expectation versus reality, yeah. No, I was disappointed that it wasn't about a killer monkey toy. <laughs> oh, you wanted it to be about, like, the actual clapper thing? Yeah, like... It really would have been a Stephen King if if it had been... Uh, like that cover, that monkey on that cover is so terrifying. And I watched, I bought the uh, the Scream Factory Blu-ray, and uh, all their Blu-rays have reversible covers. So, but but they didn't. Usually, they they have like a professional artist do like a brand new cover, and then the reversible art is like the original VHS cover. But instead, it's just two different versions of the original cover, just one with the symbols, and then the other one is like. The, the monkey has fangs and claws and a giant bloody razor blade in his hand instead. And I don't remember which one's the real one anymore because they both seem plausible that they were on the VHS tapes that I used to stare at in the video store. And also, like I said, it's confusing because that fucking Stephen King Skeleton Crew cover is so close to the same thing. Pretty shit, though. You've, ri- you've read the actual... Yeah. It's it's not it's just they keep trying to throw away this toy and it keeps coming back. Oh oh, the Stephen wow. King one. Yeah, I thought I thought you meant the. Uh, you oh no, no no no! I, I I barely wanted to watch this movie. Why would I read a fucking book, man? <laughs> <laughs> There's something seriously wrong with you guys. You didn't love this movie. Well, listen, I did enjoy the second half of it. I will give you that much. Like once shit starts ramping up and he starts having crazy monkey visions, like then it's fucking awesome. I was really having a hard time even getting through it. And then monkey vision quest time started and it just it was a whole fucking different movie. <laughs> and I got I completely got over how bummed out I was at the beginning because I was like, this is fucking absurd. Like what the shit going on? I oh, like that you just keep calling it Monkey Vision Quest. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what he was like. That's what he was doing. All right. Well, I know that you warned us that you've got like a shit ton of notes. So unless Scott has anything else he wants to add, I guess we should say this was picked by Plymouth from the Reddit Horror Club. Now that we're uh, 15 minutes deep into the recording, Plymouth picked this one. But uh, unless Scott has anything else to add, I, I think Adam's notes will probably fill like the next 20, 30 minutes. We have to talk about the face sitting. Oh, well, I feel like, I mean, how much more detail do you want to get into on it? I want to talk about how amazing that sex scene is. Go ahead. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think that we're going to be in agreement. I mean, I don't think there's anything to like. Really... I don't disagree, but it's, I just don't know how much details we can get into it. Without coming off pervier than we've ever been perved before. I I have a pretty concise note about that. I just go, cripple sex in a room full of monkeys. Oh my god, and it goes on for like five straight minutes. This movie has everything. It doesn't go on that long. She like sits on on his face for maybe a minute. He Uh, brought her to full orgasm. (laughs) Right, and you're just jealous. (laughs) Okay, uh, uh, that, go go on your notes. Okay, so this is the Monkey Shine notes. Uh, right off the bat, we're getting a lot of butt in this movie. And then, of course, we have to see how athletic this guy is before we tragically cripple him. It was pretty sweet that that truck knocked him into a perfect pirouette, though. Yeah! More pirouettes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I ever get crippled, please don't throw a party about it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <Don't>. crazy. 
but like I just want to maybe come home and be alone for a while. I don't want everybody there partying what, it up. Well, you don't you don't want to have a your life is practically over party. <laughs> yeah. No, <I'm... laughs> all right. Let's hang up pictures of all the things you love to do when you could walk, and we'll uh, just hang them up and celebrate things. Well, later on, I'm going to show you a slideshow of all the times that you used to be able to walk. So, <laughs> yeah, this this character, like him doing drugs and these weird brain shaving nighttime activities, is just weird as shit. What was his? You called him Herbert West, but what was his name in the movie? What was his character name? Je- Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And yes. isn't isn't that the actor's name who plays Herbert West? Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. There's a little connection there. Oh yeah, nice. Yep. And then, then there's a there's a scene where he like says a joke where the guy's like, "Listen, if she's not gonna come around here, then fuck her." And the other guy's like, "I can't." And you'd think that. Oh be, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, you'd think like they would laugh about it, but they just solemnly stare at each other, and then the scene fades out. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the car accident or birds flying in your face and fucking slideshows with your mom. Also, that when Ella kills the fucking bird, that's a dead bird coming out of the nurse's shoe. It really is. That would, for sure was an actual dead parakeet. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, someone took Stephen Root's red stapler, and now he's taking it out on monkeys. Man, I, this this movie at the beginning at least made me want to help her monkey. Like when he was getting monkey hugs and stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is, this is the best! I love this monkey." Even near the end, it was the monkey really okay. The monkey really endeared itself to me when it pissed on his lap at the end. I was like, "I love this monkey." <laughs> well, we know what kind of porn you're into. Oh yeah. Very, very specific kinds. So these guys are falling in love through a monkey training montage. And then the monkey turns all the lights off and puts on some, like, mood music. And I was like, is this monkey seriously trying to set the mood with this guy right now? (laughs) This movie could be rewritten as a love triangle between a man and a woman and his helper monkey. And it would be super kooky and zany and hilarious. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just trying to skip my boring notes. I, I took too many goddamn notes. You know, I'm super disappointed that this whole that this movie didn't get like a crazy amount of positive response from you guys. Well, it does. And believe me, it does closer to the end of these notes because <laughs> it got really, really, really insane. Um, okay, so at this point in the movie, this is when the the monkey starts. Well, quote unquote, starts acting threatening. And if I'm supposed to find this monkey threatening in any way, shape, or form, then this movie has already failed as a horror movie because there's nothing at all scary about this monkey. I I think that this movie is more of a drama. Really, it is. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like a psychological drama. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there really is no, like, supernatural or telepathic element here. Maybe Alan was just a little bit fucked up in the head and the monkey was doing stuff of its own accord. Maybe, maybe. Because it is implied that Alan can move his finger. So what if, in his sleeping state, Alan's able to just get up and walk around and do whatever the fuck he wants? Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to drive out to the cabin where my, my doctor and ex-girlfriend are, and I'll just... Set it on fire, and then I'm going to pick just a little piece of wood to place on my monkey to frame him. <laughs> <laughs> But then when I wake up in the morning, I won't even remember that any of this happened. and be like, oh, the monkey did it! 
that that's why the monkey attacked at the end. He was you know, he, the monkey was pissed that yeah, I was, was blaming all this shit. Like, I'm sick of this bullshit. Uh, okay, so this the scene with the bird where like the bird attacks him is I was laughing so hard I had to pause the movie and stop for a minute because because it seriously looks like they just grabbed that bird like shook it the fuck up and then threw it in his face and just let it attack him because <laughs> it was going at like his eyes and shit and he was just losing his mind and then um. The scene where, like, the nurse and him have, like, that argument. And she's like, you killed my bogey! Like, the acting in that scene is fucking amazing. That they were able to keep straight faces through any of that dialogue is just astounding to me. (laughs) And then the mom moves in and it's like, well, it's kind of hard to hate this character, really. Because her heart is in the right place. Like, she's just trying to help her sick son. And this guy's being a real psychopath. And it's the monkey's the, fault, though. Because he's able to get up and walk around and do this shit. <laughs> he's like, Mom, really? I'm just going to kill my mom in the bath. No. Well, he, and yeah, yeah, he's like, Mom, seriously, you don't need to be here. I can actually walk. I'm just pinning it on the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> once seriously, all the Mom? people, once everyone who's wronged me is dead, I will find a miracle cure, quote unquote. <laughs> just stay out of the line of fire, Mom. Okay, maybe if you're having, like, crazy monkey vision quests, don't tell your friends about it. Maybe just keep that to yourself. Well, do you think that Jeff would be alive if she had not, if he had not said anything about it, or? Maybe. Maybe if he had just finished his plot to kill everyone he was mad at and found the miracle cure, everybody would No, he would have killed Mom anyway, because, like, Mom was annoying him, too. She never let him dress up as a pirate or whatever when he was a kid. (laughs) As a robot. He wanted to be Mr. Robot or something. Yeah, Mr. Roboto. Yeah. He wanted to be Mr. Roboto. He gets in an argument with Melanie in the van, and she goes like, um, I don't like this change in you, Alan. Talking about Monkey Quest, being angry that you're crippled. It's unnatural. You got too much rage. He's upset that the doctor crippled him. I mean, don't don't hold him back. He's fucking crippled. Like He has every <laughs> right to be Okay, so I'll admit at this point in the movie that I'm enjoying, but but holy fuck, why is there still an hour of this movie left? Yeah, it, it does was... go on too long. And then that's this is the point where um, Jeff takes the monkey away, and he goes and stays at Melanie's for a while. And it was like, yeah, I I understand that you just had like a weird emotional thing with a monkey, but I'm gonna get you to sleep out here in a barn with like 50 of them. <laughs> is that okay? Okay, cool. I would think you want to avoid monkeys and have cripple sex in a room full of them. That's just me, though. I mean, you liked when the monkey peed on him. <laughs> I did. That's probably my favorite part. <laughs> it was just so unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that he was pretty, imp- pretty upset and impressed with that, too. Well, like, the monkey gets up, just trenches his crotch, and he looks down at the monkey and goes, You're fucking slime. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Nobody will ever know the simple joys of monkey needle hockey. Nobody except Jeff. That's play a little monkey needle hockey in the hallway there. Also, I don't understand why Jeff brought two vials of poison. Like, why wouldn't he bring one vial of poison, one vial of the green shit? Because if she's smart, she's smart enough to know that the white stuff isn't the green stuff. Oh, the monkey had, had taken all the green stuff. And like the the whatever he had left, he used when he was like in that red room or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay, sorry. I thought that I thought there was some left. Okay, uh, I have a drinking game for this movie. Every time Alan says "mother," you have to shut the movie off, drive to a bar, and watch something else. A monkey with a straight razor is still not threatening. There's nothing threatening about this tiny little monkey. <laughs> Pick it up, throw it across the room, fucking smash it. Like, bite, on. bite into yeah, it. Your arms don't work. Bite into it and just shake it around violently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then again, I don't really have a lot of notes for that end climax scene. I mean, it goes on for a long, long time. Uh, he has some more visions. She comes in. She gets knocked out. He just bumps into her repeatedly with his wheelchair over and over again. <laughs> but then uh, there's the jump scare at the end of the movie. And uh, I have a question for you guys. You, uh, you see this watered-down sippy cup of bourbon? Well, I once, I once saw a monkey pop out of a man's back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it i mean it was like it was uh it dragged it was weird i didn't get it i still don't get it but i was happy that i watched it when i was done watching it <laughs> like, but there was a monkey and he was doing some monkey shit and that's all i wanted <laughs> you damn you know, i'm kind of disappointed that ella never never pooped in the maid's shoe like yeah, they, they implied it imply that, that was gonna happen yeah, like they put the banana peel in the shoe. That's like, haha, silly monkey. And then you put some shit in it. Like, that's the next step before the dead bird. I like how viciously you describe the shit, too. It's not just like, hey, you put some shit in it. It's like, there's some goddamn shit in this shoe. You know what would be even better? God fucking damn it, it Bella. <laughs> what they should have shown is Bella pooping in a bag, lighting it on fire because she likes fire, obviously, ringing the doorbell. And then getting back inside, so that the maid goes out, she's like, Oh, it's a plain bag of poop, and she puts it out with the shoe. Is it poop again? Okay, what this movie did not need was an extra Animal House fucking prank scene in it. <laughs> Pat it out even more. So, I am on the IMDb trivia page, which is quite possibly the most depressingly uninteresting trivia page in internet history. Because it's only got four pieces of trivia. One of them we already talked about, how this was his first studio film, and they recut the movie, so we went back to doing independent films. But then there's these following three uh, fascinating pieces of movie trivia. This was the first film role for Steven Root. Steven Root? Uh, Milton from Office Space. He plays like one of the what? lab... Yeah, he's one. He's the lab assistant, or the, the guy... Yeah, but like it's his first film? Yeah. Number two... One of the very few films depicting quadriplegics having sex. And the final interesting piece of trivia, one of the few films in cinema history to feature a male monkey. I'd like to point out that IMDb's user base rated that five out of eight people found that, <laughs> that trivia interesting. <laughs> five people were like, no shit, one of the only ones with male monkeys, huh? How about that? Even though the monkey's name is Ella, so you'd imagine if ever a time for a female monkey to step into the role, it'd be Fucking then. Movie magic, man. Movie magic. All that money spent so to well. digitally erase the penis from each piece of celluloid. There, there was a guy whose job was to go through and make sure there was no monkey penis showing. If, if he did, he got fired on the spot. They're like, oh. There was it. I saw a tip. <laughs> He's out. Bring in the new monkey penis eraser. 
91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Let's just talk about what we watched this week. I'll go first because I, I have almost nothing to talk about. Uh, I just didn't get much time to watch anything. Not horror related, but I did watch the movie St. Vincent with, with Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy. It's okay. Depressing as shit. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. But it's no good. interest. But it's good. It's it's typical. It's it's like Bad Santa. If Bad Santa was a was trying to be a little bit more dramatic than comedic, where it's like, hey, grumpy old man gets stuck babysitting some weird fucking kid. But fuck that movie. I mean, it, if that's the type of like weird indie film that you're into, it's not terrible. But it's I, I wouldn't like seek it out. The the other movie I watched was what I watched during weird ass movie night uh, this week. Which was sick, which stands for Serial Insane Clown Killer. This movie is pretty garbage. It, uh, it might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, I constantly am telling people that I believe it to be on par with like a Troll 2 or The Room, in the sense that every single thing that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. The acting is weird. Uh, the dialogue is weird, the storyline's weird, the twist is stupid, and what I'm trying to say is that I will be picking this for a future horror movie night, because... Uh, oh, no. Please no, don't. No, no. I think because, I might be, on. like, on vacation that week. <laughs> well, we can just record it a week early, then, so that you can be there for the episode. <laughs> I'll be I'll be sick that week. <laughs> okay, well, we can hold up a little bit, it's no big deal, it's, we can get to... We can Bye. Get to... <laughs> So since I got nothing else uh, to throw out there, I'll just mention that once again, two weeks ago I said you should watch Rock and Roll Frankenstein, and I still stand by the fact you should probably watch Rock and Roll Frankenstein. <laughs> Adam or no, Scott? You're not winning me over on that one. <laughs> well, I won Don over. <laughs> I don't think that's very hard. He likes you. No, Don. Don's already madly in love with us anyway. <laughs> 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 All right, Adam, it's your turn. I, I really watched almost nothing again uh, this week either. Um, I watched the newest episode of Rick and Morty. That show is more depressing than BoJack Horseman at this point. Um, the last three episodes have all been incredible bummers uh, that have all ended really, really sadly. Still a great show, but uh, I'm having a hard time getting through it right now hopefully they do like a mid-season turn and it's not quite as depressing anymore because it is really hitting home with these episodes if you don't believe me go check out the rick and morty subreddit right now because that's literally all they have to talk about is how bummed out and depressed they are by this fucking show so that's uh that's really all i want yeah, I, don't this I don't have my you guys keep, keep watching this depressing shit and you're like hey this is really like i'm really in, into this show it's super depressing Stop it. You Just need watch I, something I'm, fun. I'm still standing by Scott that you should watch Bojack Horseman no. because it is genuinely funny, but it's just, you know, it's a show that's funny that actually has some type of like heart and drama and reality to it versus just being I like I want that. <laughs> you're like I want to live in a fantasy world where it's all titties and violence. <laughs> basically, yes. Is that well, a good basically. Is that a exactly good segue into what you watched this week? 
this this episode right, had like turn? Frankenstein's and unicorns and all this crazy fucking nuts polar bears with fucking sunglasses and shit. It had all this crazy shit, and then it was the last forty five seconds of the episode was just like, was that a lot of fun? Boom! Hit you right in the nuts with like the most depressing thing they could think to do. Like that's what this show kind of does. Bojack Horseman is like an existential bummer of a show all the time. But it's anyway. so. Good. What did you watch this week, Scott? Yeah, what did you watch, Scotty? All right, I'm hey, gonna so I'm gonna guess that there was watched... I'm gonna guess that there was some what? titties and violence in it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, the, um, I had forgotten. Like, I don't know. I think it was two or three weeks ago. And I don't think I mentioned it, but did I tell you guys that I watched Hell Knight? No. You said okay, you were going I Hell to. Knight. Wait, what? You said you were going to. I think you were like, oh, next up on the chopping block's Hell Knight. And then you never said anything yeah. about it the following week. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it's it's kind of silly, and um, but it's, I mean, Linda Blair got a Razzie for it. She's not a good actress. Um <laughs> uh, but it's 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 fun little silly kind of slasher with the haunted house kind of vibe to it, or like a more Victorian kind of castle freak type thing going on um, with the, the 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 freaks in the basement kind of feel. And the penis uh, was, tearing and yeah yeah and the penis tearing. Uh, no no penis tearing, but there there is a lot of uh, quaalude use in this movie. I think that's what they were using quaaludes and cocaine and, and alcohol. Um, the, the the one the surfer dude and his little date are just hilarious. So I, I highly recommend it if you can find a copy. It's pretty fun. That said, this week I made my way through all three Slumber Party Massacres, and Slumber Party Massacre Two is happening in the future. It is so good. Um, it is so, so good. And you it's don't need like, to see the first one to appreciate the second one at all. No, you really don't. No. And and the second one is just genuinely fun. They look like they're having fun. The acting is actually pretty good. I mean, the, the script is garbage, but the, the actresses in particular seem to like each other. They seem to know how to act like friends. So, I mean, it's it was a fun movie. And the the funniest part about that movie, to me, has to be that the Playboy Playmate doesn't take her top off. What? <laughs> the, the two girls that get naked are, are, are not play. I mean, I don't know who they are, but uh, the, the one girl who's like the cutest of the four, I was like, who is that girl? I look her up. She was a Playboy Playmate, and she doesn't take her top off. And she was actually one of the better um one of the better actresses of the of the film uh she eats it obviously but um it's it's a pretty fun movie um everybody is pretty likable even the douchey boyfriends are kind of fun you know whatever um so all three slumber party massacres are on youtube in full i highly recommend people go watch them or wait until i pick it in a round or two and then you'll be forced to watch it if you want to know more about the stupid bullshit that we spout about it. But there's a lot of good fodder in that movie. I mean, it's just very, I don't know, it's just goofy. It's just a goofy film. Um, the, the best part, though, has to be that the girls, are have they have this band, and they have a garage band practice, and I think they actually knew how to, I don't know if they actually knew how to play the songs, but they knew how to mime on the instruments pretty well because... You watch the movie Josie and the Pussycats where they took like 
I don't know, three weeks to teach Rosaria Dawson, Rachel Lee Cook, and Tira Reed how to fake play their instruments, and it still looks terrible. I think you watch Dude, Summer Party Massacre biggest, too. If that's your biggest complaint about Josie and the Pussycats, then that's really not that. I have a lot bigger complaints about that movie. What, that it's not long um, enough because it's nonstop Yeah, dude, great. I fucking love Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> that movie's great. That movie's great in like a bad movie night type vibe, you know? Like, but, it's it's, not... but it's great in a this soundtrack. I can legitimately listen to it anytime and enjoy it kind of way also. Well, it doesn't hurt that the fact that it was all sung by the chick from Letters to Cleo. And all written by the guy from Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> yeah! It's a great soundtrack. I think I might listen to that after I listen to the Mask soundtrack. Because I have been singing the Cuban songs Pete. from Mask soundtrack. No, 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 no. I started with Cuban Pete early on. Uh, Megan hates me right now because uh, all the way- <laughs> for the last fucking four days, I've just been singing shit from the Mask. I've been like, no, hey, Pacino. Yes, hey, but you don't. I was like, oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, like, let's let's fucking sing that. And she was so, she's like, get me away from you, please. I don't want to listen to this terrible music. So I think with dinner tonight, she's right now, she's cooking dinner because she's an awesome wife um, and understands that I'm podcasting. But she's cooking dinner. And I think that when I get off the podcast, I might surprise her with a little bit of the mask. I might put on Xscape. See what she thinks about it. <laughs> she definitely liked it. I know she faked that she didn't like it, but I'm pretty sure she liked it when I sang that like little torch song that Cameron Diaz sings when when Jim Carrey's character sees her at the club. You know, like you'd be my baby. I, I, I'm, Scott, I, she liked it. Scott, I, how many awkward college <laughs> dates have ended with the dude being like Yeah, I don't you know, she wanted me to think she didn't like it, but she she liked it. Who doesn't like it when you break out in song, man? <laughs> yeah. I've seen Listen. ten things I hate about you. I know what's up, dude. It worked. It worked in that movie. It works in real life. I'm married. It worked. <laughs> that must be Nigel with the Bree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is the best end of a podcast that we've had yet. <laughs> well, maybe because we talked about in order. <laughs> <laughs> No, what don't do Don's work for him. <laughs> He's got to figure this shit out himself. <laughs> if we can slip in a couple more '90s movies, I will just be in—I'll be in heaven. Oh, hey guys, remember two years ago, or one year ago, when we discussed "Happy Birthday to Me" for my birthday? That was awesome. That movie was a piece of shit. Way worse than this movie. So let's like just put this movie into perspective. All right. Yeah, I would rather watch this again than have. Uh, I don't know though. Happy birthday to me has a shish kebab death. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say. I would watch the shish, shish kebab, kebab death. death. That's it. The weight. I death. don't know. The weight death is fantastic. Wait, what about what about the scarf and the wheel, man? Sc- Come on. That movie promised to have eight of the craziest deaths you've ever seen, and I think it followed through on that promise. It it never advertised it was good. It just said that it had eight crazy deaths. It. I don't know, man. I've heard a lot of good things about Head of the Family. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was 1988's Monkey Shines, directed by George Romero. Obviously, uh, one of us loved it more than the, the rest. Uh, although, Adam, you seem to have enjoyed it enough. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right. So, Not enough for my taste, personally. <laughs> yeah. It was just me. 
Uh, so next week we're going to be talking about Jugface, picked by our good friend Cannon, who seems to <laughs> really pick some garbage movies, and uh, sometimes he picks it because he wants us to hate it, and then we all like it, and then the other times he picks it because he wants to actually pick a movie that he thinks we'll like, and we all unanimously hate it. Although I totally had a dream inspired by the pact last night, so that was kind of weird. <laughs> so we will be talking about Jug uh, Jugface uh, in, a, in about a week. It's not going to be about motorboating, but we're going to talk about that a lot. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to start the next round, which is looking pretty good. I'm just going to say, looking pretty good for you guys in the next round. But it is not too late to email in what movies you want to hear us talk about in the next round. So feel free to send us an email at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Just put in there your name and what movie you think we should watch. If we pick one of the movies that you suggested, we might even extend the invitation for you to be a co-host. Maybe. That's a big maybe, though. <laughs> but definitely submit it. We'll say your name. We'll give you a shout-out. And, you know, you get to hear us talk about a movie. I don't know, like Head of the Family or <laughs> Serial Insane Clown Killer. No, or... stop trying to make Serial Insane Clown Killer happen. Or Rape Knock Squad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now you're now you're just teasing me. <laughs> And also, don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud and all that good jazz. But what's the cutest killer monkey you've ever seen in a film? Let us know at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Or what's the best time you ever got peed on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the best quadriplegic sex you've ever seen, but. Uh... Or had. <laughs> or had. question for you guys because I've been thinking a lot about it. Since we've been talking about Jeffrey Combs, if it were a fight between Jeffrey Combs and Bruce Campbell, who'd win? I think I've asked you this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast, though. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to go with Bruce Campbell because Jeffrey Combs is like a fucking skinny, geeky looking dude. I'm not... Dude, but he's got like... He's got science... On his side? No, he plays characters that have science on their side. We're not talking about them really fighting. You We're said about Jeffrey Combs or Bruce Campbell. You're the most literal person. Shut the fuck Scott. up. <laughs> Good, bad, Ash is the guy with the gun, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> but Jeffrey Combs is the reanimator. <laughs> and Ash has had experience with that. He's going to fuck him up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that I, I, I say I say if you go through both of their careers and who has the higher body count, Bruce Campbell's winning this hands down. Yeah, man. I don't know. Have you seen playing... Castle Freak? <laughs> 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. 
What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 